Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hey, everyone. I'm Julie Gunlock, a program director at the Independent Women's Forum and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Uh, today, we're keeping it in-house. We have two people um, also with the Independent Women's Forum, uh, Carrie Lucas, who's the Executive Director of the Independent Women's Forum, and Amber Schwartz, who's the Executive Vice President of IWF. And today, we're going to talk about parenting and summer and the juggling it takes, but we're also going to talk a little bit about sort of the lost art of boredom, how it's a trend now to constantly entertain kids during the summer, parents feel a great deal of pressure to entertain their kids, whether it's signing them up for stacked camps or taking them on constant vacations and constant road trips. Um, we're going to compare our own childhoods, um, which were filled with boredom, um, to the pressures we feel as parents today. So thanks, Amber and Carrie, for joining me. I know as moms, you probably have a lot to say on this matter. Yeah, thanks yeah, so much, thank Julie. You. You're, absolutely, you're, you're absolutely right. It is, it is funny how, um, you know, I think that it's not only it's a, there's pressure that comes from other parents where I feel like sometimes you hear, you're talking to friends, they have all these, you know, so enriching camps that they're, they've planned yeah. or activities they've planned for their kids and you feel kind of bad saying like, well, we're going to be hanging around the house and playing some board games and they better learn, remember how to, how to do a good old pretend on their own. Um, so you do get, and then obviously the kids' expectations I think, um, you know, particularly with the kind of um, video age when there's all sorts of technology and this, um, you know, the kind of idea that they hear from other kids about all the, the cool stuff that everybody else is doing, kids' expectations, I think, can be a little out of whack. So it puts a lot of pressure on parents. And I do think the parents need to you know, kind of join together and say, you know, enough is enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually I, I recently wrote a piece um, for Culturated. It's coming out this week, but it's on the Holderness family. And I don't know if you two are – do you guys know the Holderness family? Do you know who, the, who they are? Only from, only from, from talking to you, but yes, Julie. I want okay. To give us a, okay. Okay. Amber's in the mix. Okay, mm-hmm. Amber, do you, know, do you know the Holderness family? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, they're, I'm, I'm shocked that you guys don't know who this is. They are so funny. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners know who they are. So the Holderness family are sort of this Internet sensation. They are a family of four. They're kind of like the perfect family. They're, um, you know, the sort of petite, adorable mom and the handsome but goofy dad and then two kids, a boy and a girl, who are so willing to go along with their parents' video, embarrassing videos. And what they do is they sort of make fun of, you know, you know a middle-class family and, sort of, and, and being parents, and they're very good-natured about things. And they recently – and honestly, I always think they're on point. I think they're very funny. And they just, you know, make fun of, of sort of, you know, competitiveness and helicopter parenting and all that. So I love their videos. But their latest video was, you know, and they, they do songs. It's like music videos. And their latest was sort of like, hey, parents, huddle up. Let's, you know, it's, it's, it's summertime, it's time, and we can do this if we work as a team. And then it goes through, like, let's do a play date at 3 o'clock. Let's, like, let's do a jigsaw puzzle. But in every, <laughs> every thing, or like every scene, they are hovering over the kids, and it's clear that they are in charge of their children's entertainment. Now, it's a very, it's, it's, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it too serious here, but, but it was interesting that clearly the message is, parents, you're, it's your job to make your kids happy. Um, that's, I don't feel that that's my job and I don't, and I feel like that's a kind of tough trend to go down. The interesting thing is, you know, I feel like I think we're on the East coast and, you know, when Carrie talks about the pressures and like sort of the, the camps and the expensive camps and the enriching camps, I think that's sort of in some ways 
very much like a big city East Coast thing. But I think the Holderness family is popular among sort of more average families and families in the Midwest, and they have a huge following. So I don't want to see that trend take hold. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think I think that's something that we sort of it's it's hard where we are to fight against that. Do you guys feel that pressure, Amber? Do you feel that pressure to like constantly si- sign your kids up for camps? And let's not forget those camps are pretty expensive. Yeah, you know, sometimes I do, um, but I kind of keep things in perspective. And let me give the listeners a little tip out here in Virginia. Um, vacation Bible schools are it because <laughs> they are generally free and you have like 9 to 1230. Um, and I do that mostly for work, though. Um, but, you know, and my kids enjoy it. But I honestly um, have a lot free? of... Ours are free or $25 or less, yes. I mean, okay, $25 to me, it's, it's basically free. So, um, yeah, drive out to the country. Um, You're not so in the anyway. country. <laughs> <laughs> um, I generally do that, but then I, I, I think I'm pretty good at giving them their free time. In fact, right now I'm, uh, I've locked myself in the laundry room while, while they're upstairs <laughs> occupied, keeping themselves busy until the babysitter gets here. So um, yeah. I, I try to keep things real. We have, we have land, so they've got room to play and whatever else, but certainly I, I'm, I'm constantly pressured by people about what they're doing. Yeah, you know, one thing I've, we've, we've really tried to do is talk to our kids about, um, we, we joke about it and say that um, if, if the kids start bothering us too much about, like, what are we going to do, what are we going to do, we joke that they must need board training. And this yeah. is like, you know, you have to, like, we need to make sure that we have no TV or no technology around because they need to learn to figure out what to do with their board because yeah. it's not mom and yeah. dad's job. So we kind of use it almost as a threat. Like, you complain to us. Well, then I'm going to find something for you to do, and it's called chores. It's called, you know, you, you need something to do, then you hit here, go clean oh, yeah. your closet. Because otherwise, I do think that there is this idea that, you know, kids need to remember, you know, they're, they're in charge of their entertainment. And, every, and, you know, just yesterday, it was funny, because I feel like my kids had started to complain, and we, I, you know, shoved them off, and they, and, um, and said, you know, you guys figure something out. I've got five kids. This means they have a built-in play date with each other. Exactly. And they are coming up with a great, great pretend. And then all of a sudden, it was even my kind of older kids were all of a sudden a part of this imaginary world. You know, it didn't last forever. It ended in kind of a, you know, there's always a, it can kind of devolve as somebody gets Peters into hurt feelings. And yeah, you kind of, <laughs> kind of, it can only, the magic can only last so long. But I think that's a really important skill. Um, and it's one that parents need to remember that their, their kids have in them. You know, and that's important yeah. to develop as much as any, you know, getting through boredom, I think, is, is just as important as any skill they're going to learn in some souped up you know, a yeah. camp or whatever. Creativ- <laughs> creativity. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Your imagination is more important than riding a horse. I, mm-hmm. I, um, I do. I also use that sort of, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's a threat, but it kind of is. Um, we, we have sure. a playroom that is, I mean, I can, I have actually injured myself walking in the playroom. I've done <laughs> multiple Lego insertions into my foot. I have, you know, I've, I've fallen, I've tripped. I mean, it's a, it's a total hazard. And, I I do try to straighten it up, but um, I have uh, on a tip of of an older mom. Um, they now know if they come to me and say I'm bored, that they get for every time they say they're bored, they get 15 minutes of cleaning up the playroom, and um, and straightening up play. And it's amazing how suddenly, like you say, you know, creating their own, um, you know, their own play situations, playing with each other getting on their bikes has become a lot more attractive. So we did, we had that sort of pain, that growing pain the first week of summer break, but they seem to understand now that 
there are consequences for saying you're bored to mom because there's plenty of things to do. I also have kids that are a little older, you know, older than your youngest, Carrie, and certainly older than yours, Amber, and they are able to, I want them to explore. I, I, I like, yeah. I fancy myself as a free ranger and I want them to explore. Um, but I think, let's talk a little bit, just, I want to change gears just for a second and, and talk about how, isn't this also part of the bigger trend of the constant rewarding children? Um, and like, and recognizing children's accomplishments as accomplishments when they're really not. Um, you know, Carrie, I know you recently wrote a piece, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the piece you wrote in Acculturated um, about sort of the, the, sort of over-praising of children. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny because um, as I do think schools are, are kind of complicit in, in kind of this, this kind of hyperactivity or this, and then this, um, this idea with, you know, both over-scheduling, but then also this over-celebrating. You know, I found it just amazing that um, I have a sixth grader um, who, so she finished up elementary school this year, and that seemed like an absolutely, you know, you know, fine, let's, let's really, that's, that's the end of a year for some kids. They've been in this school for, for seven years since kindergarten. It's definitely worth kind of having some kind of uh, moment to, um, to acknowledge that and to tell them congratulations and good luck in middle school. But man, it wasn't just one promotion ceremony. It was literally a week of activities. And these activities weren't just, you know, kid get togethers. You know, we all pizza and cupcakes and these parents we had to decorate my goodness they had a swim party they had a dance thing it God. was honestly it was it was way more involved than I remember from my high school graduation right, right and right. um you know and then it wasn't you know then in addition you know not only that I had you know, I've got a, a, a second grader and a fourth grader they each had at least one class party um to celebrate the end of their year uh. and then with all the activities it's just I, it was it just got to be way too much and I really thought you know, of course, you know, again, sixth grade graduation or promotion ceremony, fair enough. That, that makes, that makes some sense. But really like, how are we going to tap it in high school? Like, what are they going to do? Because we've already had this, like all this stuff. And Amber, Amber, didn't, didn't your preschooler have a big graduation ceremony? So preschool, right? Yeah, like, you, you guys, you guys are going to be butterfly all day. Like why? Is yeah, like, you're yeah, going to, you're going to really be yeah, you're going to be so disappointed in me because I my my son is 4 and um he has a September 28th birthday. So, I am putting him in preschool again next year. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I actually had him do his huge graduation and then at the end I realized, "Oh wait. <laughs> perhaps I should have left him out." That's because hilarious. he's going back. Yeah. So, I just got sucked right into all of it. But um That's it, it was cute, but yeah, it it was crazy. Oh, um just recently is. my Yeah. Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say just recently my, my nephew graduated from um, high school, which um, ended up being at a big university at George Mason because he has such a big class and with all the families and everything. And it was a really nice ceremony, but I have to admit, like, not quite as exciting as Luke's. <laughs> it was, like, very calm yeah. and no one sang a song. Which also does seem like an actual accomplishment. Like, you're done with both elementary yeah. school, middle school, high school. Like, it seems like, could we hold off the celebrations until, like, you've actually accomplished something? And that is, your primary education is over. You're going off to college. Seems like an appropriate reason to – but it is Absolutely. It's sort of like – it's sort of like the, the celebration fatigue. By the time we get to high school, we're going to be like, kid, I'm so annoyed. Like, I've been to a million yeah. of these things. Like, here's your exactly. check for 20 bucks. Go away. Well, it's, I, I totally agree. It's funny because so, so my, um, uh, my Maggie, my, uh, my five-year-old daughter, did have her preschool graduation, and it was 
like as the cutest thing you, you could imagine with a bunch of little kids running around and, and capping 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 gowns and singing a cute songs. But I was thinking, my God, like what on earth? Like there is like if these kids are running around in capping gowns, like it's, uh, at you know at four because they sat through coloring. You know, it's just yeah, it really I mean, is. Yeah. I do think that there's a kind of like. Yeah, it kind of insults the the product, and I think in particular when we've, you know, this is a separate conversation. We've all talked before about about the problem of of um, of not letting enough kids. Like high school is supposed to be a big deal. We want high school. You, you not everybody does go on to college. A lot of people don't, and we right. want high school to be a, an accomplishment. It's supposed to be a serious thing, um, and we should acknowledge that. But if you have, if you know, if my you know, um, five-year-old um, is being celebrated and wearing a cap and gown. It does, I don't know, it does, it just, it seems like a, a it, weird, it, a weird thing. It's a weird cultural trend. And I will tell you, Carrie, you mentioned one thing earlier. You said something about like, um, you know, schools are sort of promoting this whole trend. And, and it's true. It's interesting in my school. And I think in a lot of schools across the nation, there's something within the school called the talented and gifted program, right? Mm-hmm. And the funny yep. thing about talented and gifted programs, right, is that parents can actually insist they're not so talented and not so gifted kids go into these programs. Okay, so you might have now, I mean, and, and this is interesting. I talked to a teacher who has taught for 30 years. I talked to her about this program, and she said in her 30-year career, she has seen two actually talented and actually gifted children run through that program. And so uh, it's yeah. interesting, too, that even academically within these schools, there are programs designed to sort of also, like, sort of pad the egos of the parents and sort of set kids into these special categories. And, look, I, I see nothing wrong with these programs that give kids sort of a little bit more of an academic push and maybe give them a little bit more work. I think that's fine. Um, but it is kind of interesting how this all feeds on itself. And when you think about um, where these kids will be at the end, you know, Amber, you mentioned your, your nephew just graduating. You think of, like, yeah. all the things they've been fed, all the celebrations, all the congratulations. I live in Alexandria City. The big high school is T.C. Williams. At the end of high school, they, I'm not kidding you, the PTA has to raise thousands. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it's like tens of thousands of dollars to throw a party at the end of the year at this rec center. I was, I was sort of a, I heard a little bit of the planning and the amount of money that they have to raise to have this party for these kids. And they call it like a, like a alcohol free party for the kids. And I'm like, they're actually having to sort of, I mean, it's already against the law kids to drink, right? Like you shouldn't be drinking anyway. And then like they have to have this special party for these kids um, that is, I mean, it's amazing the kinds of vendors and things that they provide. So it's just kind of interesting to me as we launch these kids into college, we have celebrated these kind of, I mean, I'm sorry, but finishing high school really isn't that big of a deal. Like, you know, it shouldn't be thought of as world's greatest accomplishment, and yet kids are really being rewarded as if, you know, as well, if they you know, just graduated also, from I, Oxford. I, well, you know, but I, I you know, I, I don't know. I think that, I think you, sh- I don't, I don't want to say, I think that high school graduation should be a big deal, but yeah, I don't think yeah. that means you have to have, you shouldn't have to, you know, we don't need to be spending $10,000 on creating like a, yeah, that's a the only point I'm making. I'm, yeah. Celebration. Yeah. A celebration yeah. ceremony. Yeah. And I, but you know, and I, I wish we could move, move away from the, you know, again, that not everything has to have like six different parties. It should be a serious event and we should you know, treat it as such. But man, yeah, there's a, there is. It's just we've we've all gone a little bit overboard, and I do think that that's, well, that's not helping our kids. Because you know what, when you get your first job in the real world, nobody's going to be celebrating you like that. You got to right. get used to doing right. a lot of 
thankless tasks and hoping for a, you know, a smile and a pat on the back, but that's right. You know, that's about it. Not <laughs> You're a good day. I, these I think, are, um, <laughs> you guys, I think this all comes down, like when, as we're sitting here talking, I think this all comes down and Julie talks about it often to like helicopter parenting. And, and I think a lot of these schools are doing this stuff to like yep. please the crazy parents that expect yep. things at age yep. three or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So yeah. my word of advice for everyone listening is let your kids play in the sand and let them paint in the driveway and let them be creative and yeah. unscheduled time and um, lay off. <laughs> yeah, lay off. I agree. I would also just conclude this by saying I think it's kind of interesting that you see fewer family-based celebrations. Um, I know yeah. that people don't have as big of families these days. Their families live further away. Um, but it's interesting to me that I think to some degree some of these school-based celebrations have replaced a little bit of maybe church celebrations um, and family celebrations and, and, and close friends. You know, that's, that's a little sad, too. I see that as a, a, a sort of a change because I do remember for my own high school graduation, I walked, I shook the principal's hand, I got my diploma, and then we went out. We went out and we were with our families. There were really mm-hmm. no parties. I mean, the, the the school was like, we did enough, okay? We we had you for eight years. You're like, you're done. Um, so mm-hmm. I do see that as yet another area where sort of schools are taking over. I've written about this from school lunches to daycare to even medical care. Schools are now these social center hubs, and I see this as another extension where they are taking on the role as sort of as the celebrator of accomplishments. Yep. So anyway, well, listen, I think we've covered everything. I think we've been sufficiently curmudgeonly um, and uh, (laughs) about about celebrations. And uh, I appreciate you guys joining me. Get back to entertaining your kids. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Working for Women podcast. Check us out at IWF.org. We cover a lot of issues besides parenting. Their health care, labor, taxation, a whole bunch of economic issues. Again, IWF.org. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.